0: Uh, good evening and a very warm welcome to this meeting. My name is David Walter. I'm president of the Media Society. We're very delighted to be the co hosts of this event uh, with Polis, uh, which is run by Charlie Beckett, uh, who will be introducing our guest in just a minute. Uh, the Murdoch story just gets better and better or worse and worse, depending on your point of view, and I'm sure we're in for a really interesting if I can just flag up a, a couple of other Media, Society and Polis events uh, coming up in the autumn. Uh, on November 3rd, the Media, Society and Polis joining forces again to hear Justin Webb, the, the former BBC US correspondent who is now, as you know, presenter of the Today programme. And he's going to be talking about the special relationship. Uh, we've got a couple of Media, Society meetings before that. Uh, There's one about investigative journalism on the 21st of September at the Frontline Club with Kevin Marsh, John Ware and Donald McIntyre and one about the Arab Spring and how that was covered uh, with uh, Salm Negum from Al Jazeera and Ray Snoddy at the Royal Commonwealth Club and that's on October the 28th. Uh, if any of you aren't members of the Media Society, we do pride ourselves along with POLIS on, on being the leading forum for debate and discussion uh, about all matters concerned with the media. Please do join us. You can see our website uh, on the banner over there. Uh, and if you join now, your membership is valid right up to the end of next year. So I'll hand over now to Charlie Beckett from POLIS.
1: Great. Thanks very much, David. Uh, and a very warm welcome Uh, to the LSE tonight Um, when I when when this event was originally suggested um, because Michael was going to be in London I thought perhaps this would be a time when we could sort of catch our breath on this story um, and that perhaps Michael could sort of do a bit more, put it in perspective on a grand scale but of course as David says the story just refuses to calm down. Uh, Today we've had the, the shareholders meeting to confirm James Murdoch as chairman of uh, B We've had uh, Lord Leveson um, launching his uh, inquiry into the phone hacking scandal and more widely into British journalism. And, of course, we've now discovered that uh, Sarah Payne's name was on that list that Glenn Mulcair had of people who may have been phone hacked. So the, the story does keep rolling. But tonight we're going to try and uh, take advantage of Michael Wolfe's presence here as somebody who... Uh, for his biography, spent a lot of time with Rupert Murdoch uh, and a lot of time looking at uh, News Corporation more generally um, so that we can try and get a bit of perspective. But I'm also going to try and uh, make sure there's enough space in this for you to contribute as well so you'll get a chance to make your points and put your questions to Michael as well. So, Michael, thank you very much for taking time out to be with us uh, today. One of the things... I mean, there's a kind of assumption here that... um, Rupert Murdoch is the villain of the piece uh, and he's become a, a bit of a pantomime villain certainly in this country and yet this is also somebody who is an extraordinarily successful business person. Some people might credit him with saving the British newspaper industry. Some people would point out that he's created a hugely successful satellite television market. You know, if it wasn't for him, we'd still be watching kind of flickering black-and-white edited images of Match of the Day once a week, instead of which we have this extraordinary range and choice. So he is actually a very successful person that we owe a lot to. Do you not think?
2: You know the, the last time I spoke to R- Rupert which is my, I just finished my book and um, he had gotten hold of a um, of a purloined copy of it um, actually it came through Matthew Freud his son um, in law in there were three copies in, L- in London and Matthew managed to, um, to to get one of them which kind of defines Matthew um, and, um, um, and Rupert was incredibly angry and he and he Called me up and was really fulminating in every possible way about about this and kind of um, threatening um, um, in that in that way which he is um, um, in which we're we're seeing now that he can he can do and I, I said to him I said whoa Rupert I said listen you better be nice to me because when the end comes I will be the first person they call. I absolutely think that that this is true. It's it's the reason that I I wrote a book about the man. I mean, because that's why I'm taking it. In a sense, I'm taking
1: this from the book because, whilst you know, and the the book's available afterwards, but um, whilst there's a lot of critical work in it, and you've been very critical of him, one can't help noticing you're also telling a compelling narrative. Of a very successful person. I, I, I actually,
2: I mean, I did not write a negative book. Um, I, I think it's a it's a it's a full portrait of of um, of, of the man, and it is in some sense largely, uh, in some sense, if not largely, in some sense, positive, um, although not to him. Um, but this is an incredible story, a story that he is at the center center of a story which he has made he didn't he, uh, events didn 't happen to him. he made events that happened to um, um, to the rest of us um, and and here 's a man who singularly singularly he just did what what um, you know what every shrink will tell you you should do. just do what you want to do, go after what you want to go after. Um, um uh, follow your interests, follow your passion, um, and that 's what Rupert did um, and th- through doing this um, and ignor literally ignoring ignoring not only um, uh, everybody but ignoring reason itself um, um, he managed to create this one of the most extraordinary. Uh, businesses of our time, also one of the most peculiar businesses of our time, uh, which is which is um, why the uh, um, partly why he's in the in the fix that he's 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 in. Um, but uh, but clearly the contrib- the 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 effect. I mean, I I often say Rupert Murdoch has been um, um, has held power. Um, um, far longer than anyone in all of our lives, I and mean, that includes businessmen, politicians, it doesn't matter. Um, they fade, Rupert continues, until now.
1: And going back, you say this extraordinary individual, if we go right back to the beginning, I mean one of the things that fascinates me about Mr. Murdoch is that he often portrays himself almost as an outsider. You know, these, he's the sort of plucky Australian who came to Britain and rocked the British establishment and you know, bought the Times and fought with the governments and so on. And yet he's also somebody who, who inherited wealth, inherited a business or a place in the business. And no, then, I, yeah, and then, I mean I and think it goes further
2: than that. It's not just wealth that he inherited. It's not just a newspaper that he inherited. His family was... Uh, among the, if not the most um, uh, influential, um, famous, powerful family in Australia, for hundred years. Um, these are the. I mean, the Murdochs have been, uh, you know, effectively the Kennedys of of Australia. Um, the um, Rupert's um, uh, Rupert's mother um, um, is is was is 102 and still. Uh, still in Melbourne, um, is um, is the, essentially the Queen Mum of Australia. Everybody, everybody loves Dame Elizabeth.
1: Mm. And do you think we can draw anything from when that? So when I went
2: to when I went to um, interview Dame Elizabeth, um, um, she said she met me and she said she says says, says it's so wonderful that that. Um, that you're, um, that my son is helping you with this book because, you know, she said, he's never read one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what one of the things, um, one of the you know, rare moments, really, that we've had to, to see Rupert Murdoch, and you spend many hours with him, uh, it was, of course, in the select committee recently when we witnessed that extraordinary father-son performance. And, and a lot of people here were saying, to paraphrase they were saying he was weird Uh, and he had this strange way of speaking and he seemed a bit doddery but in your book it's fascinating you talk about this very very idiosyncratic way he has about him I mean what we saw latterly was that the essence of Rupert?
2: Yeah I think there's a couple of things going on I mean I think that um, um, that personality wise there's almost a kind of I use this more metaphorically, but you'll get my meaning. A kind of autism about about Rupert. Um, he's um, uh, he, he's not aware of what's going a- a- around him. He's he not really communicating directly with you. And I think that has probably always been true. And and then add to that the fact that he's 80 years old. When I saw him, he was he was 78. Um, he doesn't hear very well any, anymore. Now, the, the people around him, his, his executives, if, if you say, which I did have, so he doesn't hear very well. They go, what, why, why? He hears fine. Um, but he doesn't hear um, very well, and he will lose the track of, of the conversation um, uh, mid-sentence um, um, with these long pauses. On Many, many times I thought, Ugh, there it is, I've killed him. Um,
1: <laughs> stroked
2: out in front of me. Um, and, uh, um, but then also the people around him would say, no, he's just thinking, don't interrupt him. Um, um, and then he would sit there, like, oh my God. Um, 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 but I think that the, conc- I mean, my conclusion, I mean, this was over, over um, uh, you know, hours and hours and hours and hours of, of, of talking to him was that, um, you know, he's he's old um, and he's not a, you know, now, I mean, he's he's 80 and it's not a young 80. Um, and I, I had to come up actually with these strategies on how to keep him focused um, and, and things not to talk to him about, you know, dates very bad, um, um, names very bad. Um, um, even abstractions very bad. You know, what do you think about? Why? He wouldn't. He just he would just sort of go. Home. Um, um, but then, if you, if if you spoke to him about very particular things, what what was going on today, or what did he think about somebody? When you that that was actually the best thing to do. What do you think about so and so? And then he would sum up their weakness in a in a in a. It would just be oh, you would you would grab your throat. Um, um, and I think that he that, that that's was this 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 kind of special again almost um, you know burgerish um, way that he could hone in on somebody's weakness. Um, you know, even Rebecca Brooks, obviously someone who he cares an enormous amount for. Um, when I discussed, um, uh, I had interviewed Rebecca here and then came back and I saw, I saw, I saw Rebecca and, and he said, um, hmm, she's social climbed her way up my family. Um, and you think oh my god that's exactly what happened Um, and he understands that and obviously nevertheless has has
1: affection for her Mm. and when you you were um, watching not just that select committee but more generally what's been playing out over the last three months, six months what's your impression been of uh, Rupert Murdoch because there's a strange thing going on isn't there which people in a sense are trying to say he's culpable for everything right down to you know, Sarah Payne's phone being allegedly hacked uh, and yet there's also this sense that, and it's his defense that he didn't know anything, that he wasn't in control
2: Okay, that's totally bogus um, he, he, um, um, he knows everything, at least everything ab- about what is happening at, at, at the newspaper and I think that there's a sense now of holding him responsible is e- even in a more epical way because here's how this company is Organized, and I think it's it's unique. Certainly, a company um, of of its size. Everybody in the company is doing what they think Rupert wants them to do, um, and and if if the senior most editor thinks that, then the next person thinks that they are doing what um, what the editor thinks Rupert wants them to do. Um, it all flows down from 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 not just trying to to please rupert although there there is that too but trying to act in this 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 is this is the world view this is how things are done things are not done in any other way but the way that rupert wants them done there is this weird lack of an independent life for much of what goes on in this company, especially the newspapers. Now, this is somewhat changed in the other areas of the company that Rupert is not that interested in. You know, he's not that interested in the, in, in, in the movie studio. I mean, he's tried to be interested, you know, he's not just not that, he, he just can't sit through a whole movie, so. Um, <laughs> um, um, but the newspapers especially, um, remain this,
1: this, this province of the world according to Rupert yeah. and in that responsibility, so you're saying that there's a kind of um, implicit responsibility, now when something like this goes wrong um, there's sort of two parts of this question, really. firstly how do you think he reacts, it's not the first time that the empire has wobbled but the other question I want you to answer or think about is the sort of ethics of it um, it's, if you like, it's the question that Anne Diamond asked him apparently, which was, do you really enjoy destroying people's lives? So does he feel firstly does it what's his responsibility in the current mess? But also does he have any sense of kind of moral, you know, when he said you know that he was at his most humble moment? Did that mean anything? That meant nothing. Um, <laughs>
2: um I mean, I think I think that I mean, there's there's a couple of couple of issues. Usually, Rupert is pretty good in a crisis. Um, um, actually, very good in the crisis because they know they they've had the company has had a fixed way of, of, of dealing with these these kinds of things. It's power meets power. Um, you know we have a crisis okay let 's um, let 's go into a back room and work it out and either in that back room room either either they 're going to threaten the people who are threatening them or they 're going to buy them off um, and um, uh, and obviously they try to do that here um, um, they 're just not good at the, at the at the other kind of crisis um, actually, they have almost no experience with it, which is Having to deal with issues of trust and credibility and um, and transparency. This is one of the least transparent companies on earth. Um, 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 the 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 public face. They've never felt that they had to have a public face. They've never felt that they had to they had to justify themselves. Um, when when I was doing the book, um, on Matthew Freud, who was um, um, I think now denies that he had anything to do with the book, but was very helpful. Um, 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 and Matthew, Matthew said, "said um, the interesting thing about about News Corp is that it's a it's from a marketing standpoint." It's a very old-fashioned company. Um, if, if the new way of marketing is to is to convince people and to seduce people and to become make them part of your community and I mean all the kind of stuff words that that Murdoch would go. Oh, um, <laughs> um, um, the 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 News Corp way was about creating um, uh, you know creating monopolies controlling distribution um, under, undercutting the other guy's price really that old fashioned way of, of establishing business um, um, business strength and um, um, and 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 power. Um, so so here in this other way in which you do have to be establish a community you do have to reach out you do have to justify you
1: do have to explain you, you know they're just hopeless but if he was standing there you know um, and no one's, I, don't think that, I don't think anybody put this to him but you know, how do you think he would feel if at all about the you know, emotional wreckage you know, in, in the wake of that news of the world phone hacking
2: um, I think this is, and, and, and you know, and he obviously understands this as much or better than anyone. He has built an empire on tabloid newspapers, whose main, whose raison d'être is to catch people at their most vulnerable moments. That's what he does. That's what makes newspapers sell. So I think that he's, you know, Rupert is a pretty compartmentalized guy, to say the least, anyway. But, um, so I would say it's not that Rupert is without heart. He loves his family very much. Um, um, but I think that he can compartmentalize this. He's This is the product that he is... Selling, And I think he's very aware of, of, um, of the hypocrisy that otherwise surrounds this. Um, 2.7 million people a week read the news of the world. Um, and I'm sure Rupert is saying to himself at this very minute, where did they think all this stuff was coming from?
1: Yeah, indeed. Um, talking of sort of romance, um, I'm interested in the relationship, obviously, with the potential successors like James and possibly even Lachlan um, Elizabeth but above all the woman that kind of burst into our consciousness but is very much detailed in your book uh, Wendy um, You
2: know it's a very interesting figure um, um, I spent a lot of time with Wendy and it was always um, actually great fun um, because she has um, a sense of humor about about um, Rupert um, she's actually quite hilarious on the subject. And then you add this this Chinese accent, which is the oldest joke in the book, but it's irresistible um, um, and um, um, and she is this incredibly complicated figure right in the middle of this. Um, Rupert's kids don't like her. The executives around, around him don't like her. Um, but nevertheless, she's, she's this, and, uh, I think she, as she demonstrated, this kind of indomitable presence. Um, and one of the things that, um, a, a point that almost everybody in the inner circle and of his family and executives made, made to me is that Rupert Murdoch, in a domestic sense, um, with each of his three wives, is henpecked. Um, um, his the, the wives make him. You know, they take him. You know, he does what they say. I mean, he is a guy. He sh- kind of shuffles along um, um, behind them. And actually, right right now, you know, Wendy has created this whole new social. Um, um, uh, social life for for Rupert around um, you know Hollywood liberals. Um, it's it's actually extraordinary to think of of of, of, of Rupert and David Geffen um, um, hobnobbing um, <laughs> right. um, all of the time. Um, um, you know, and and I think there was always always a, a sort of a point that Rupert was. Was part of Rupert's um, extreme conservatism came from his second wife, Anna, who was herself—I mean, who was profoundly conservative, a very conservative Catholic. Um, now Rupert has um, his his politics have have really significantly changed, and they've partly changed because of because of because mm-hmm. of, of of Wendy. Um, you know, and having said that, then there's this other complication of actually trying to figure out what their relationship is at this, this point in time. And, um, um, and that's constantly speculated on by, by his family, by his executives. Um, and I'm not sure anyone quite knows the, the, um, what actually is
1: happening. Especially at this point of sort of crisis, uh, it's been more manifest for us with Rebecca Brooks being removed perhaps. She, in a sense, was a kind of um, go-between or whatever, but now it's a, a very raw, direct relationship, isn't it, between James Murdoch, Wendy, Rupert. It's very much laid bare, isn't it? Right,
2: and actually there's uh, there's an interesting subtext of the Rebecca-Brooks relationship is that Wendy did not like Rebecca. Right. And one of the reasons... Um, well, at least I think one of the reasons um, that 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 Rebecca was was held onto for so long is that Rebecca, being aligned with his children, he could not fire Rebecca because that would have seemed like he was siding with Wendy against his children. So one of the things to understand this this this. What's going on here? And one of the things to understand, Rupert, is that he is in the middle of a family dynamic at all times, which is incredibly fraught and incredibly complicated. Um, you know, this is this is a man who is absolutely in love with 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 his 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 family, um, and um, um, and that creates for for all kinds of of of, of weird stuff, of, of what he has to do to please them, of how he can, um, of, of, of when he, I mean, the, the despair that he goes into when they go away, um, how, how can he get them back? I mean, I would say that he spends, um, um, uh, you know, I, I always thought he spent half his day on his newspapers, half his day on his day worrying about his family.
1: Yeah, and uh, it is a remarkable company because of that and uh, particularly vulnerable in a way, do you think, a lot of people saying here that perhaps the phone hacking story has been overblown, you know people like me fascinated by media think it's terribly important and yet we've got an economic crisis and various wars and so on, Um, how is this really playing, obviously you've got a transatlantic perspective on this, Um, do people really care in America and also what's your overall judgement on whether you think this is really such a, a critical moment, how vulnerable do you think that the whole sort of House of Cards is?
2: I think the House of Cards has come down. Um, um, whether it should have or shouldn't have, uh, I mean, let me just do it from their point of view. Um, um, and, and, and their point of view has been, um, has been to be like deer in the headlights because they don't understand what they did wrong here because what they have done is what they have always done. Um, um, even the phone hacking its, itself in that 2002 to 2005 period was not perceived as something that was terribly wrong. And I think they always make the, the kind of distinction um, within, within News Corp, especially with, with the, within the papers, that there is terribly wrong, and they don't want to do that, and then there's just... A little bit wrong that 's okay um, and I think that they saw that in that in that sense um, this is this is this is pretty much business as as usual and so I think what has happened here, and again what's what 's hit them so hard, is not that they did anything differently, but that everybody else has changed, and so everybody else is fin- is finally sane and and, and I think you probably look at this. It's probably not um, not too inflated to see this as as, as, a, as a theme. Um, you know, um,
0: uh,
2: we're, we're in a moment when when power, or what we perceived as 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 as, as power that was unassailable, is coming down. So this is sort of the London Spring, um, and you know, um, you know, and there's DSK in, in, in New York, and who would have thought? And suddenly these these things, and it, it is a, a a groundswell moment, a popular moment, um, um, and you know, and whether that's that's because of uh, social media and the internet, interesting. Rupert, media, uh, Rupert Murdoch has never used a computer. is brought down by um, somebody's uh, never by this. Um, somebody's
1: never profited really from the internet. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: um, but I think that that is. I think I think the fundamental assumptions have changed, and that is what is bringing Rupert Murdoch down. I think has brought him down. I don't
1: think that there's any. Um, putting the um, toothpaste back in the tube at this and, point, and possibly one of the most disappointing bits for him and certainly one of the things that's changed most profoundly in London has been that all these politicians who were previously courting his attention suddenly have discovered uh, ethical values and have decided that he's uh, unconscionable they don't want to see him they well, can't if, or bachelor. if they haven't
2: discovered es- ethical values
1: they've discovered that Rupert is toxic yeah um, um, How much is that going to hurt him, do you think, personally? Did he... I mean, obviously we know that... We saw that, again, at the select committee where there was that lovely moment where he was joking about, yeah, they keep bothering me, these leaders keep bothering me. Um, but obviously he, he he relished that, didn't he, that access? No, I don't think he did. He, I, I think he, he thought it was his
2: due. Right. I mean, Rupert is different from from other people who, um, who, who do this... Um, um, you know, remember Conrad Black appearing in, in Parliament and yes. you know wanted that kind of affirmation. Rupert, and this is an interesting thing about him, and fundamental, doesn't need affirmation. Um, and he basically has contempt for all these people. They suck up to him. It's just another reason for him to have contempt for them. Yeah,
1: fascinating stuff. Um, I'd like to throw it open to uh, you guys. So if anybody would like to... Uh, ask a question of Michael. If you could put your hands up and then the people in red will come leaping towards you with microphones. If you could start there with the gentleman in the white. Would you like to take them a couple together or just one by one? Uh, The title of uh, the talk was What Next for Rupert Murdoch? But the way you've been talking, is it Rupert Murdoch or is it What Next for News Corp?
2: Well, I can do them b- both. I think what's next for, um, I think this is an end game for, uh, uh, for the Murdoch family's um, relationship with, with News Corporation. Um, I think that in the relatively short term, 60 days, 90 days, um, um, we'll see a, a, a play playing out. James Murdoch, um, um, uh, let's forget his legal difficulties, which are vast. Um, has um, has just obviously lost all credibility. Um, I think the 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 possi- the idea that he could go on and and assume responsibility for a major public company is um, uh, is nil. Um, I think Rupert is, is um, everybody has pretended that he's, he's the, the man that will live forever within the company. His board, I think everybody has seen, this is not true, he's an 80-year-old man. He is, he is somebody who, who has to be um, um, pushed into, helped into uh, retirement forgetting his legal difficulties which I think are also also immense. Um, so I think that we will see the separation of the Murdochs from this company, I will think we will s- see the separation of the newspapers, the toxic element from this company, and that's the, the, the minimal, the, 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 the least disruptive thing that will be necessary for this company to go on. I think it is as likely... That, there's a bit, that there will be a series of investigations, both here and in the U.S., which will broaden now into the the um, into um, many, many, many other areas of this of this of this company, which will draw a portrait of an enterprise that is um, um, that is. I'm trying to... Um, i think of
1: non litigious <laughs> phrase. You know, I, I, do, I,
2: I, I do this um, having published um, a, a number of books in the, in, the, in the UK. I go through the legal vetting process. Exactly, yeah. with, um, I was just thinking, what's the... Um, and I was, so I was, um, I was trying to avoid saying that it, it will be discovered to be a criminal enterprise. So let's take that <laughs> off. <laughs> so off you didn't say river. that? Yeah, no, no. So. It's
1: possible. Yes. Well, well, Krugman said the same thing, didn't he? So I think that was in America, though, I guess. Please. Uh,
0: wh- when you say James's uh, legal problems are vast, are you thinking particularly of uh, Tom Crone and Colin Myler obviously contradicting his evidence to select committee and now Farrelly actually uh, forwarding that to the police? And a second but separate point is actually concerning Elizabeth Murdoch, and it's more of an issue perhaps in the States than here, and that is Rupert Murdoch's purchase of Shine Productions for 475 million, and the whole uh, candy jar accusation that they're losing the, using the company just as their own personal sweetie box. Right, and,
2: to, I mean, and let me go for that because I think that's indicative. That is something that they, that they, um, that not too long ago they would have been able to do. They, they're going to get a shareholder suit, then they'll settle out the shareholder suit, and that's business as usual. Um, I think now that's that's going to be proved to be perilous for them. I mean, one more thing. I mean, obviously, obviously, he bought his daughter's company at an inflated price. That is self-dealing in um, in in any um, um, uh, reasonable
1: corporation's language. So I think that that's going to be a big problem. How, just on the Elizabeth front, I mean, she, there was the there was the alleged quote recently. Um, how important do you think she is? in the way this plays out
2: I think they're they're all important remember there are four adult children um, and there are four um, uh, votes uh, on the Murdoch trust which ultimately controls the um, controls the controlling interest in the in the company um, there is no tie-breaking mechanism it is all designed for consensus if there isn't consensus um, I mean sort of it's sort of all or nothing, being and
1: nothingness. If there's not consensus, I, I don't know what... It, it doesn't work. Yeah, but there is isn't consensus, is there? So, um, so, let's take that gentleman there, please. Who, who was over that side? The hands up. A couple there. Um, yes, there's someone who's had a page of lies written about me in the News of the World many years ago in a long-forgotten article for which I didn't suffer too much subsequently. The venality of the company doesn't surprise me. What does surprise me, given uh, your analysis of the family and its dynamics and so on, is how did you get access to all this? (laughs) Uh, This is, uh, as you say, a rather tough individual uh, surrounded by all kinds of people who protect him. How did you get uh, access? Couple of, a
2: couple of observations on, on, on this. One of the funny things about News Corp is that we do see it as this incredible um, monolith that this is a, this enormous force, um, threatening force. Um, um, in in, in, in truth, truth, the company is, is a bunch of stumble bums. Um, I mean, it's extraordinary that you, you know, there is a kind of veneer of professionalism on the top, and then, and then you you get below that, and it's um, um, it's a lot of people who don't have enough resources to do their jobs. Who uh, you know, because Rupert is incredibly cheap. Um, um, you know, who you walk into any of these places, and, and you look at the computers, and you go, "Oh my God, where did that come from?" Um, um, you know, 1997. Um, um, Sounds like and, the so, and, <laughs> and so, and so. That when I approached them, it was just that kind of thing that, that, that I mean, it was, I, I think, a, a good time. He had just done his acquisition of the, of the Wall Street Journal. Um, he was feeling in a good mood. Um, I was able to suggest this, um, this to him, and he didn't say no. Now, this is an important thing. He didn't say yes. He just didn't say no, so everyone around him is suddenly thinking, oh my God, what do, what do we do? Does he want it, does he not want it? And, um, and I kind of, kind of slipped in. Um, um, and I mean, I just sort of went forward and they didn't know what to do and suddenly I was there and I remember the, the, first, the first session I sat down with him um, and we were, I was there for maybe an hour and a half um, and he said to me, he said, uh, uh, have you gotten what you need? Um, and since I had a 400-page book to fill, I was thinking, no. Um, and I said, <laughs> um, I said, maybe I'm going to need a, a, a little more time. And he kind of, went like, remember, kind of went like this, got up and got his book, and wrote in the book. And I came to learn that that was immutable. If you were in Rupert's book, that was it. Nobody could change that. Um, and, um, um, and so every session, I would say, there was actually one period in which I forgot to do it. And I thought, oh, my God, it's, it's all ended now. Um, and it was. It took me about three weeks to get back in. And then I got back in, and then it was once again. Um, you know, well, Rupert, can we do it? How, how's your Thursday look? and then it would it would go down um, so that's you you know you're dealing with a company here that is much more um um, um str- much stranger than you would ever think that it that it that it didn't would they, be didn't
1: they ask for any conditions you, you're just allowed to Enter and write the book you
2: that's that's absolutely it. Just think of the company like that. It would let me in. What kind of fool company? <laughs> 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 well, that's what I was thinking.
1: Because <laughs> what we'd really like to see is we'd love to see that book, wouldn't we? Now, the, the, the Rupert um, book of approval, please. A, a condition. <laughs> a condition
0: of his buying the time, or it should not. Influence its editorial
2: life, but has it and does it? Uh, that was one of the conditions of a, a similar um, editorial um, oversight committee was put in place at, at the Wall Street Journal, um, and um, and I, I had this conversation with with him over a long period of time that he was he could not believe um, that people would fall for this. <laughs> And he, you know, absolutely dismissed it, and it was, you know, not something that he spent um, um, more than a few seconds considering.
1: But as you said, it's, it's a, it's a sort of not self-censorship. But it's a self-direction, isn't it? By, by people assuming they, they know what Rupert wants. I mean, how, how often does he really pick up the phone? And you know, he was saying he, he rang. What's it? The Sunday Times every Saturday evening. Just to see what was going on in the world
2: yeah there's a total baloney that guy is on the phone with these people all the time and really bothering them like crazy um, and um, and actually one of the one of the things um, and actually it was even even Rebecca who described this 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 to me is that one of the ways to deal with with Rupert, when he calls. And when he calls, he's a big pain in the ass. I mean, it's enormous, you know, he's a nudge, he's always asking something, Um, he's always telling you to do something different, he's obsessed with headlines, Um, 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 you know, he believes that he is, he knows how to do this job better than anybody else. The thing that you can give Rupert like a piece of meat that that will distract him is gossip. Um, so and I've often thought one of the reasons you know hacking was a very efficient way to, to gossip um, um, and you got that gossip and you know yeah it was good for good stories and getting readers but even more importantly it was good for, to give Rupert something gotcha.
1: yeah. Could we take Could we go right to the back there please to the lady in the green uh, we haven't done much in the and in the middle there please this lady thank you
2: Um, you know, it's a totally good question. In a sense, Fox News is, um, or Roger Ailes is, at least in this moment, a winner um, here. You know, his primary antagonists in the company uh, were Rupert's children, um, who are much more liberal, much more aghast at what Fox News, uh, what Fox News is. Um, um, you know curiously, they were less aghast at the, at the news of the world but um, yeah. um they were you know fox news is is seemed inc- um, um, i think inc- um, just politically something that they had had great difficulty tolerating um so now what ha- what happens um, I think it's going to be from the point of view i I can't think of um a better gift that the than the White House, than a Democratic White House could possibly be given at the beginning of an election cycle than this scandal. Um, because it really means that, that they can just say, um, we, we don't know, we're, we're not going to take a position, we just think the investigation should go forward. Meaning that suddenly Fox is in a very difficult position, Fox News, that is, is in a difficult position because because. It cannot, if it is seen as attacking the people who are investigating it, that looks bad, plus the fact that other people, lawyers, will be calling the shots. And they're going to be saying to Fox News, don't do this. We're in the middle of an investigation. So I don't really know how that plays
1: out for uh, Fox, but but I would assume unhappily. Well, obviously, it, it makes a vast amount of money, doesn't it, you know? It does, but I would also say that, that as this company
2: rolls forward, as it's rationalized in, in ways that in, in which executives want to be clean and under the radar, they will sanitize
1: Fox. Right. Poor old Glenn Beck, please. Um, there's, a, there's a British blogger writing about this story from the security services and police aspect here called Alex Harrowell. He has a site called the Yorkshire Ranter, which has been following this in you know, some depth. Mm. And one of, the, one of the things he wrote about the other day was that um, is it Alex Manturak represents a personal problem for Rupert Murdoch. And
0: I just wondered if you had anything to say about that. I think it's in relation to the whole thing about the FRU steak knife thing in Northern oh, Ireland. The, the FRU steak knife,
1: the hacking of, possible hacking of the security services in Northern Ireland over, over a, a, a mole in the IRA called steak knife. And I wondered if you had anything to say about Alex Manchurack and why he might be personally difficult. To I don't know, Earth. this is that's out, of, know. Out, of, out of my depth. Okay. But What about the, because this is one of the, in a way it's the bit we're all ignoring in this, which is the, 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 the role of the British police. And there was that sense that they were so intimidated, allegedly, um, that they didn't investigate the phone hacking originally. And that's quite a different order. It's one thing to sort of um, have a relationship with top politicians, yes. but another to have a questionable relationship as a company with police. No, it? I
2: mean I think that that's. I mean this is the kind of the the thing that ultimately is going to is 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 going to bring down um, this company, or in a sense has brought it brought mm-hmm. it down. That these are not isolated in instances. Um, these are not things that are unconnected. It all forms a piece, and in 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 some and the the the. The public, the consensus of the community, becomes no, this is not, this is unacceptable, um, and um, um, I mean I think that's a, that's exactly what we've seen. It's not this is you know this is wrong and can be fixed. It's that this is um,
1: a, so s- systemic that it can't be fixed. That it has to be yeah transformed. I mean very quickly on on that. Some people might argue. Well, hang on a second. Um, it sounds odd that sort of, you know, America, the, the home of sort of red in tooth and claw capitalism, you know, Michael Douglas, Wall Street, etc. how come they're being so prissy about what's going on here? You know, if the guy's delivering uh, profits and dividends, then, you know, a little local difficulty in Britain, why would that concern them so much?
2: Well, I, I think that there's, um, I mean, for, for, I think we can start all, all of all of the reasons. Um it becomes, from a political standpoint, um, you, you know. Let me go back and say, and I mean, I think you, if you if you look at this company that has supported itself on the basis of its uh, its ability to do two things, to punish and reward, that's what it does. It has never gone out to make friends. It has never ingratiated itself. It has never branded itself, as we say, and as Rupert Gahol, um, in, um, um, in modern kinds of ways. It has just punished and rewarded. And it had these newspapers that could do this. You do, you know, you're on our team, you know, we give you good press and, um, um, and we promote your career. Um, you're not on our team, you know, we really, really, really screw you. Um, and that 's how we main that 's how we build the company, and that 's how we 've maintained uh the company and its power now when that goes away, you suddenly don 't have the ability to do that anymore because everybody you 're suspect to every ever, everybody well then then it just it it collapses the people you have. I mean, we see that obviously in the, in the UK. That's mm. exactly what's going on, and in the US, this is this is going on also. Okay, these people who have held us held us hostage um, can't do it anymore. So we
1: are free, and that's a kind of great feeling. Yeah. Okay. Let's take some more. Um, can we take the lady in purple there, please? And can you take, go to the back, the lady at the very back there?
0: Could you tell us the uh, feeling of American journalism
1: Mis- I mean, it's basically the, the, the well, twofold really that everyone's at it so why pick on poor old News International uh, allegedly, allegedly everyone else is at it um, <laughs> they, they just haven't been caught um, and we are not gonna even mention Piers Morgan um, but also this sort of discrepancy that there was a sense that in Britain and I agree with you the society of editors say that come on guys get this in perspective a bit of rough and tumble that's the British way you know?
2: well I- I think that there are t- there are two points. Um, um, one, I don't think this is a scandal about journalism. I think this is a scandal about Rupert Murdoch. Um, um, as as Watergate was not a scandal about political dirty tricks, it was a scandal about Richard Nixon. Um, and um, and then as for Society of Editors, you know they are, they never want to rock the boat. They want to keep everything as 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 it is. And in the particulars, they're Kind of right. I mean, hacking is you know okay. It's you know I mean hacking is 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 um, um, is is illegal. Um, uh, but in itself, I mean, in other words, if it was just the mirror that was doing hacking, um, nobody would. Um, uh, it it would be it, that would be of a different order than than News International uh, because hacking is related to. Political influences, which influence, which is related to to suborning the police. Um, so again, it's a it's systemic. Right.
1: And um,
2: having read your book, at various points in the book, you mentioned that you were very closely uh, being influenced by a lot of uh, people in the organisation who were trying to influence the sort of portrayal that you should give of Rupert Murdoch. Were there occasions where these this influence was so dominating that you had to succumb to it, and if not, how did you oppose that influence? Um, well, I, I seem not to have succumbed to it, um, um, and and it was if there was influence, it, it was it was a sort of incompetent influence, um, you know. I mean, so I could claim credit for being of. Independent-minded, but they were so bad at this. Um, so bad, you, you know. When when I was doing my book, there was a biography of, of Warren Buffett that was written and it came out about the same time as as as, as my book, and um, and and you could see how they had managed this this the the Buffett people had managed this uh, this this process with enormous enormous amounts of information things set up, messages given. Um, um, they, they, they really dominated this author and this, this process. And I might well have been susceptible to that, but they didn't do it. They were kind of... Um, I mean, I was literally just sort of wandering in and out, and no one was speaking to me. Um, so occasionally they would say, hey, why don't you do this? And Rupert is a great guy. And, um, but it was <laughs> completely um, um, from a... From a, a message management point, totally
1: incompetent. And in a way, the book was was pretty fair. It wasn't a, a hatchet job. I mean. Yeah, no. And, and again, I mean, I think it's if I think it's important. I was, like. I was I uh,
2: was I I think I took Rupert Murdoch very seriously. I didn't I didn't see this as as a as a you know most of the things that have been written about Rupert are are political things. Um, you know, he's a horrible conservative, and and I'm a liberal, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and you know, my view was just to see this more in an in an epical kind of kind of way. This whatever the man was, he had done this done this thing, and he had, in a way, triumphed. And that's what the what the book was was about. And then it got into his orange hair too. That was a,
1: seemed <laughs> to be right. a sticking point. Okay, one gentleman there, please. I think
0: this day, out there. I'm Dave here. I'm the journalist. Given that Murdoch is likely soon to lose control of times and the
2: Have an idea, <laughs> um, um, and I just and, and I and I just told the Guardian about this. So now I'm going to feel guilty because, but uh, anyway, um, <laughs> this is what I think these guys should do, and it's the one thing that I think that they could that they could do, and they could um, walk away with some at least hold their heads a little high, and, 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 um, and maybe be forgiven a bit. Um, I think that they should sell the Sun, and I think that they should use the proceeds of that to set up a Scott-like trust to run the Times and the Sunday Times. And they would thereby save British journalism for another generation or two. Um, it would be as important to British journalism as, as Wapping was. And also, it, it, it suddenly suddenly—it—it—it's it, uh, maybe the kind of thing that people would say, "Okay, these—you know—we can let bygones be bygones." Yeah. Why don't you suggest that? To you? Yeah, that's right. The—the um, the last time I su- there was a um, um, in um, uh, two thousand and uh, and and eight, um, Rupert had pretty much told me that he was going to um, support obama and so and I wrote a piece in Vanity Fair that said Rupert's going to support um, um obama and um, um, he got um, uh, so annoyed about that that he um, immediately supported um, turned around and um, and um and did not support him:
1: mm-hmm. um. That's a helpful intervention from you. So, so I don't <laughs> think this is a
2: good idea for
1: me to make the suggestion. <laughs> Can we get... Sorry, one, one there, the gentleman there, and then there's the guy right in the middle. Please. Yep. Um, After all the time you spent with Rupert Murdoch, would you say that you liked him or disliked him as a person? I liked him
2: very, very much. Um, what was it I,
1: about it that you liked?
2: It's incredibly human. Um, this is a man without 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 pretense. Um, he's um, um, you know, as a father, I completely related to him. Um, and as I say, this is a man who you know has done what he what he wants to do. Um, um, there's a there's a a kind of warmth in the in the guy i mean you've got to dig around for it frankly but <laughs> um, um but but it's 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 there um and he's there's a sense of his struggles um um you know he's wrestling with the forces or forces around him, and he just feels human um and um You know, I mean, then, uh, uh, of course, you know, you you turn around and he's going to stab you in the back, of course. But um, um, beyond that, you know, with him, uh, there's, and I've spent a lot of time with these with these guys, and um, uh, you know, the the great multitude of successful business guys don't seem human. Actually, they're probably not human anymore. Um, But Rupert still is, although he'll stab you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> G- given <clears throat> given Rebecca Brooks's continued denials of of any kind of knowledge whatsoever of what happened on her watch, uh, you said you spent time with her when writing the book. How much should we trust her?
2: Oh, not not for a, not a for a smidge. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> like my God. Um, um you know. I mean, I think I think. Um, that's preposterous. Um, you know, Rebecca was deeply involved with this day to, on the day-to-day basis. Um, it's, um, um, it's her paper. She should have known. She does know. Um, and if she knows, James knows. I mean, this is all... I mean, I don't think that there's much, much, much mystery about who knew what, uh, when here. Um, and especially... You know the News Corp thing is that there's really no, you know, the management structure is is so um, thin. There isn't, there is no bureaucracy here. Um, um, you, you know, it's 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 all run by this this little family group.
1: What one knows, the other knows. Okay, I'll just take two more questions and then um, we're going to have to finish. I should say the book is going to be available to purchase outside afterwards.
2: You speak about um, family dynamics and the way that Wendy has integrated into the Murdoch family. What about the way Rupert has integrated into Wendy's family, if at all, and what does that say about their personal dynamic and what will become of Wendy once he's gone? Uh, Well, I I know a little about how he's integrated into her family. She moved her parents to to New York, um, and um, and she would make him go out on a, on occasions um, with with her parents, um, um, and I I, was, I found that mind boggling, um, um, and I said, well, what what did they um, how did that go? Um, and she said she said it went fine because they don't speak English. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great story. Last question, please. you. You say you quite like the gentleman and I would like to ask you this question if you had
2: been able to um, go for the jugular on the day he was at the Parliamentary um, Committee meeting what actually is the question you would have asked? (laughs) (laughs) Um, There are are, uh, a couple of questions um, that I was most interested in. Uh, I'm, I'm, interested in what everybody's being paid, and I thought that was poorly handled there. They started. James obviously was was um, was not forthcoming on that issue, and it's a crucial issue. Um, but then I would have gone in terms of Rupert to the relationship with Les Hinton, and I believe that's. The key link here. Um, Les has been with Rupert for um, a half a century. Rupert is completely dependent on him. Um, he does what needs to be done. I think you would, um, you might, you might put it. Um, he protects Rupert. Um, he he. Um, Gives Rupert what Rupert needs to know. He um, negotiates with Rupert about what he needs to know. Um, I think it's really the key, the key, key relationship. Um, and um, and I would have asked him about the, that transition from less out of London to New York and who replaced it and. And how the flow of information when and that is—I I would have circled around Les Hinton, and I think that will still—I think—I think Les will be will
1: come out as the as the as, as the guy who knows all. Right. Well, listen—I think we all know a lot more. We feel we know a lot more about Rupert Murdoch and uh, this whole extraordinary story, uh, and we will, of course, I'm sure, be returning to this. Um, in the autumns i 'll certainly be returning to this, and there 'll be more polis events around this subject so stay tuned, but for tonight, I want to thank Michael Woolf for such an enjoyable and interesting-